K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, damn, we got up on mine. Welcome back to another edition of Black on Both Sides. I am one half of Black on Both Sides, King Kunta. You're the light. You're the lighter half. Sure, sure. Uh, light as a rock, right? Anywho, uh, uh, we should, you know, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you, but we're back with uh, talking about some stuff that's just happened in the last week that you know I think uh, is worth talking about, and hopefully you'll agree. Yeah. So um, we did miss. We missed a week on y'all. We do apologize, but as you see. King Kunta came to the rescue and saved us by putting out some content. I'm hoping that we can probably do that anytime we miss one. We'll just, you know, maybe do a personal journal or something like that. I mean, we're we're looking for you guys' feedback, so make sure you let us know how you felt about that. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I I definitely, you know, I'm the rookie, like a real rookie, not like a, a Ben Simmons rookie. Like this is a legit my, you know, these last few podcasts are my only podcast. So. Anytime I can I can get you guys out there to listen, give me feedback, it's much appreciated. You know, constructive feedback is best, but, you know, at this stage, I'll take whatever you got. Did, did I tell you that, that that's commendable, that you're, what you've done so far is commendable? Have I said that to you yet? No. Well, hey. why, why so? Well, you said why so? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you're doing a pretty good job, especially, oh, well, I, especially considering right. this is your first go-round. Well, I appreciate that. I'm just I was waiting for the other shoe. But oh, yeah, you know, on, it's man. it's it's I appreciate that. You know, I'm trying to get up to speed and and try not to uh, you know, try to keep it moving and not be somebody you gotta carry. Because uh, as we all know or should know, uh Beyonce is very busy and uh he's on a lot of different other venues and um I really appreciate the outlet to talk about some stuff that, you know, I annoy the heck out of everybody and slack room with. <laughs> you know what's funny though about this show is that it 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 has a place. So I think all the shows that I'm on, I, I mean, all the shows on the network, but all the shows that I'm on are kind of, they provide a different thing, you know? And I think mm-hmm. this one is 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 quickly becoming one that is showing its worth too. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that it matters that I'm doing other ones because this one is totally different because of the, the subject matter, because of my co-host, you know, it, it's going to fit in very nicely. Well, I hope so. That's the plan. But let's talk about this, uh, man, this what's been going on the last week or so. It's been hard out there. The last two weeks. It seems that uh, whatever we're doing, when I use the collective word we, we people of color, whatever we're doing, we're doing it wrong in the wrong place. Why? Because why, why does... What for does does white people keep calling the cops on us? Can you can you uh, you have a view on that? How, how do we get there? <laughs> well, the 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 white part of me doesn't call the cops either. So I I have I've I don't I'm trying to think now. Have I ever called the police? And there may have been one time in my life. I don't even remember what it was for. I think it was it maybe a traffic incident or something like it was something like that. That vanilla. It wasn't like I was calling to report. A, a vicious crime on me by a white person or a black person. I don't know what the hell is going on. There seem to be a, a lot of recent videotaped calls or at least, you know, recorded news stories about people calling the police or white people calling the police on black people. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of tread lightly. I'm going to try to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt. So I'm not going to use the R word, the racist word. I'm just going to run down 
what I've seen in the last two weeks. Uh, so I've seen this lady uh, in Oakland at uh, Lake Merritt. I haven't been to Lake Merritt in a while. I'm not sure how, if gentrification has kicked in. But the last time I was there, it was, you know, pretty strong uh, minority uh, population in Lake Merritt. In any event, you have a woman who's, let's call her Karen, uh, who uh, attempts to call the cops on what appears to be some black folk trying to have a barbecue because she has decided that she believes that's unlawful. So she makes her call. Uh, the police get there to her chagrin. It's apparently not unlawful. And all of it's a little bit too much for Karen. So she starts crying and she has now become memed across, you know, to, to hell all over the Internet, all over social media. Right. And then there's another incident that happened after that in New York uh, two or three days ago where he had some other guy. Uh, he didn't look white, but I assume that he is. Uh, he went on a huge rant in a restaurant about Mexican workers uh, speaking Spanish. And so, not black, but brown. And and so he he was recorded doing that. And and uh, then if you go further back, you you know specifically staying with black people, you've got at Yale, you got a Yale graduate who uh, graduate student, you know, a graduate student who was sitting in you know, on campus, and he was in a dormitory, and he was tired, so he rested rested his eyes in what was apparently a common area. And one of the uh, people that lived in the dorm called the cops on him. Okay. And we all remember what happened at Starbucks. Um, you had the two gentlemen that were there for, you know, not very long, a few minutes, and had the cops called on them. And, you know, it just it just seems that, that you know, there's just is an uptick in people looking to – to have black people stop what they're doing. It's almost like Innocuous a, things, though. Like a 60s type of situation where you got people sitting at a lunch counter and they're not supposed to. Right. It's like we're, we're in places that we're not supposed to be, I guess. But I don't remember it. You know, I don't remember this happening with this frequency. But at the same time, you know, everybody's got a cell phone. Social media is, is where it is. I honestly don't know if it's more or not more than, than what's happened in the past. But what I my big question is, what do we make of this? What do we make of in a uh, 2018, after you know eight years of President Obama, and now we're in going into year two of, of Trump, what do we make of uh, white Americans uh, calling the cops on people of color engaged in what appears to be lawful behavior. Well, I got, and, I got two things that I want to add because one, the, the first thing is the Yale student actually was a, a woman, um, not a guy, but there's a, there's a twist to that. So you, I know you heard a guy, but there's a twist. So we'll get to that when we get to that particular thing. But the one, the one from the, the story this time was actually a woman. The other thing was you totally left out the Airbnb people. Oh, damn, I forgot about that one. That one is actually the worst there is. <laughs> it's the most Thank ridiculous one. Me. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous one. I cannot believe this. <laughs> so, you know, I was lucky enough to where my parents had the foresight to give me the whitest of whitest real names. No, I'm not telling you guys right now. So I never really had this issue. So I can book Airbnbs with impunity. So, or so I thought. 
So you got this this uh, group of uh, of uh, of uh, people of color, three black people who got an Filmmakers. Airbnb. Filmmakers. Filmmakers. In California, of all places. Not shiftless Negroes just out, you know, damaging property. These are filmmakers. That's true. And uh, moreover, it wasn't just three of them. They had a white person with them, too. A white woman, I believe. <laughs> and apparently this neighbor, nosy neighbor, sees these uh, three people of color, plus one, and he doesn't like what she's seeing. And so she calls the cops and her, she says she's suspicious because they didn't smile and wave at her. Right. Yeah. Smile and wave, shuck and jive. They didn't shuck and jive. They didn't. And, and, and so, so I found out later that, uh, the three people of color thought that the white lady looked kind of menacing cause she was not, you know, wasn't, she wasn't very open <laughs> or, uh, or, or seemed friendly, right? So they didn't. They didn't even. You know, she wasn't even showing something that would would have them want to For, say hi or whatnot, right? If we lived in you know a communist society where people had to be told how they must interact with strangers, which I didn't think we did, but apparently we do. But that that one is 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 by far ridiculous. I called the cops because they didn't smile at me and wave. You know what? I just thought about two more. Then there's another story where there's a cop who's uh, examining a crime scene about, I don't know, about three weeks ago, maybe? Ah, uh, yes. And he's looking for uh, shell casings from a crime scene. And someone called 911 and said, quote, there's a black man dressed in police clothes looking <laughs> at people's houses. Wait, what? <laughs> a black man dressed in police clothes. How dare he? <laughs> and then there's another one where there's a uh, there was a black father pushing his kid in a stroller through an apartment complex. This is about you know, about two or three weeks ago too, and they called security. And clearly, this person knows nothing about black people that called security because I you know I can guarantee you, even though I'm a father, you know I you're going to have to really you know twist my arm to get me to to go you know push a stroller with my own kid, let alone somebody else's. So I, I guess they thought he kidnapped the kid. I don't know. And and let us not forget the most recent one. Uh, be honest, we ain't talked about this one. T.I. Right. Well, I, but you know what, though? He to try to break into his own... Gated community. Uh, gated community. <laughs> How dare he? How dare he? The story's a little shaky on that one, though, man. The, the 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 facts are coming back where it was like he got in and then he came back to the guard shack and started trouble. Like so, that one. Well, I, you're at ground zero, man. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is that you can't. Last I checked, you shouldn't. You can't really unlawfully break into your own home. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I don't. You know right. that didn't work for Skip Lewis Gates. I mean, uh, but anyway. So recently, this is happening. It's happening at, 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 at all these weird situations where you got people that seem to be just trying to live not even their best life, just an okay life. Right, just an average, everyday, I'm tired because I've been working on papers and I fell asleep in the common area way. Yeah, regular, regular. Say, hey, it's sunny outside, let's barbecue some chickens type of day. So here's the thing, right? I would like for... I would like to believe that my white brothers and sisters are not using race 
to make the decisions there that, you know, to, that's not leading them to call the police. I would like to believe that some of these people, not all of them, because some of them are just so ridiculous, ridiculous that you can't keep race out of it. But I would like to believe that some of these people actually in their brains have figured out something that is bothering them. And it just so happens that the people are black. I'm, I'm really hoping that that's the case. Now, that being Why would that be okay, sir? <clears throat> say again? Why would that be okay? That, that, that's just a nice way of still having the same problem. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, but not really though. I'm saying I've been I I used to live by a park. Okay, so a little history about me. I'm from Atlanta, so I um I come from Freaknik. I don't know if you know much about Freaknik, but You're talking to me? Oh yeah, I know about the Freaknik. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so nine, 90, 94, I believe, was the best year of Freaknik, where you couldn't there was no way to not have fun at Freaknik. However, the 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 casualties of ninety-four were that a lot of people, especially around Piedmont Park, which is a predominantly white area, is, is I think per square inch, Midtown is the most expensive area in Atlanta to live, or was at that particular time. I'm not saying it was the most expensive area to live in, but per square inch. You know, you could have a small house and pay a lot of money. So Piedmont Park is, is situated just across the street from many residential locations. Um, the, the, the casualties of 94 Freaknik was that there were beer bottles all over their lawns. There were people letting their dogs go in the park and just chasing people. People were pissing in, in their yards or on their driveways. There was a lot of loud noise. There was a lot of cruising. There was, there was a lot going on that most of these white people probably didn't, either they didn't have any idea that it was going to be like that, or two, or definitely two, they didn't want to be a part of. There was traffic to the point where they couldn't leave or enter their homes for many hours because you people, what they were doing in Freaknik, for the people who don't know, you would get into a cruising area, and instead of just, you know, slowly cruising through two miles an hour, you just shut your shit off and get out and start partying in the street. So you could literally be in a traffic jam for five hours in front of somewhere like Piedmont Park where some of the events were going on. So but it would be worth it. So it so no, it, absolutely. It. Absolutely. Because you could see almost anything at Freaknik. Almost, almost anything. It was an That's unbelievable experience. BET Uncut is loosely based off of someone's interpretation of a very tame version of Freaknik. And it didn't come close, right? Like you said, a tame version. It didn't come close. I mean, I, at Freaknik, I've witnessed an entire, the insides of an entire vagina more than I can count. Not just that, though. I've seen someone fire a Tech 9 in, directly straight up in the air in a crowd of people that are just sitting in, in traffic. So, like, I don't know where those bullets went down, but... <laughs> they hit you. <laughs> that's the yeah. type of shit that was going on. So, come 95, what ended up happening was, I believe it may have been Bill Campbell, who was our our lovely black mayor at the time, who, who ended up going to prison for some laundering issues with one of the biggest strip clubs in Atlanta. Not related, but kind of related because during this time he was trying to please a lot of people because of all the shady shit he was doing. Uh. So he started railroading Freaknik for 95. These white people that were living in that area were very offended by the idea that they would they would make part of Freaknik come to their house when it was supposed to be way down south at Lakewood Amphitheater. They, was, they, they didn't like the fact that it was spreading across the city. So what he did was he closed streets, no cruising. There were tickets for everything. You couldn't have beer outside anymore. Um, literally, they would close exits of expressways, and you would had to have, show your ID to get off that exit, things like that. So Freaknik got ruined starting in 95. It started going downhill from there. But the idea here is, though, is that those, those people that were living there 
had a valid excuse, honestly. I mean, yes, we were having a great time in Piedmont Park just across the street, and we weren't trying to hurt anybody directly. We may have hurt some people indirectly from having so much fun. So my, my thinking is, is that I've actually seen people having too much fun before. Now, you may say, well, what the fuck is wrong with that? Well, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that for the people who are having fun. But for everybody else who who's, has to be around that, sometimes it, it does become off-putting. I'm not saying that that's what happened to this, this, this particular white woman in Oakland, but I'm just saying that I understand how someone could feel like their rights or their, their needs are being infringed upon if they're people having fun in somewhere else. Now, can that you be— You something very important about what Freaknik uh, consists of. Okay. Freaknik was primarily a black uh, experience. Yeah. I'm 100% sure that uh, Coachella, still Coachellaing. Right. Uh, the Lollapalooza was a thing. Yep. And it almost stopped because they c- couldn't fund it. Right. They tried to bring back Woodstock and it only stopped because of lack of funding. Right. Uh, there are all these festivals across, you know, the country that still go on right. that hasn't resulted in this. And just to segue in, I mean, a better analogy would be I went to a baseball game with my wife uh, for Mother's Day because that's what she wanted to do. I could, as I'm walking back through, you know, parking, I'm realizing I'm seeing all these residential. I'm like, wow, it must, it must really suck to live here during game day. Right. See that 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 I could understand, and if Freaknik was more of a multiracial experience, that I could kind of understand. But the problem again is that you still have the people that are partying are being black, and right. to bring that back to what we're talking about is uh, with these recent things that have happened, you don't even get the rowdiness, you don't even get the partying. We've got. One person asleep in a dorm. We've got. Well, hold on, see, no, 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 no. Let's, let's 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 not because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to combine them all. Even though I, you want to really, really badly, I want to make sure that we're giving everything its proper due. We have to do the due diligence. So what I'm saying is this particular one with the barbecue. And I'm explaining my case of why I feel like it's possible for someone to feel infringed upon, even if there's not really any infringement going on. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. So your example from the festivals that are still going on Coachella and Lollapalooza, if from, from what I understand, those aren't happening in residential neighborhoods per se, whereas this was directly across the street from hundreds of houses and down the street from thousands of houses. So the, the Lakewood Amphitheater part of Frignick was no problem. Nobody ever called the police. Nobody was ever upset. The next year, 95 and on, it stayed at that, at that location, which is, a, which is a concert ground, a fairground area. It's very big, lots of parking. It's got its own stage. It's got its own park area. Piedmont Park is a residential park, so it's a little different. They, they clogged up downtown. They clogged up um, Piedmont Park and then also Lakewood Amphitheater. Not to mention the whole city was full of people from Detroit and Chicago. I don't know why those two cities were the most, but... Those are the cities that came here, so it's a little bit different. My, my point is, is that for this particular white woman in Oakland, I don't know that that's necessarily racism based on the idea that I have actually seen white people be offended by someone having fun. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say for this particular one, I understand how someone could be infringed upon by someone else having a seemingly innocuous event where they're having a whole lot of fun. But be honest, this, this wasn't, a large group of individuals. This was a relatively small party 
right. of people barbecuing in a in a park. And I, I'm not clear whether or not there were grills in that park. So right. like, you go to some parks and there are grills. I don't, and I don't recall what used to be in Lake Mary because I used to live up in that area for a bit. So that 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 analogy doesn't really translate because there's there's not. It's a very it's a very uh, tight condensed group. Right. Well, and, I, I, uh, I can't. I can't. And she couldn't even. If you remember the video, uh, she couldn't really explain what her real problem was right. as to why the barbecuing was an issue. She couldn't really explain it. Right, and see, but that, but that's what I'm saying though. Without her using the, the 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 trigger words, I don't know that that's necessarily racism, as opposed to her just having a, a a fucking problem. Like she seemed like a very uncomfortable human being. Like I know she's a doctor, or I, I can't remember if she's if she's the one that's a doctor or not. She, is she a doctor? Yeah, she's a professor. Okay, so I know that she's a doctor, and and she would seemingly have high mm-hmm. intellect because of that. But that's not the. But I know plenty of very, very smart people who have other issues, Asperger's or whatever, where they don't function well with other people. So what could be assumed as being her being a very uncomfortable or whatever could have just been a, a, a something that 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 she does, and maybe she's undiagnosed. I don't know. What I'm saying is, from that particular video that we saw, I saw about twenty people around her. And I saw one other white woman, another person who was a white woman who had a camera right up in her face. Like I'm talking about inches away from her face. So I don't know that necessarily this time that was racism as opposed to just her being a fucking idiot. Now, I'm not letting her off the hook for being a fucking idiot. She's a complete idiot. That is the most ridiculous reason to call the police on anybody. And then to sit there for two hours, that's just completely ridiculous. She does not get away from being an idiot. I'll give you that. However, that particular one... I don't necessarily see racism in that. I would love for you to show me how you see that, see that as racism. And then we can move on to another one. I, I, you know what? I, I'll even give you that one. I, I would say that in and of itself, you're right. I, I can't directly say it was just racism. That's a guess on my part. Because if you watch a whole breakdown after that, you've got <laughs> the cop that comes up and he's clearly like, oh my God, why am I, I'm in, are you trying to get me scraped? What are we doing here? Right, like, like, could you back up, ma'am, please just let me talk to her. And, and then, and she just goes through this whole thing. Breakdown, uh, right. It, it does look as if she's unstable. Um, and then if we find out later that she's a Stanford uh, professor uh, so yeah, you're right. Maybe she was having some sort of problem. Maybe she's either, you know, uh, undiagnosed or she's on the spectrum or maybe she's just a bitch. Maybe Don't she's just know. a bitch, right? She could just be a fucking asshole that has never been on video camera being an asshole before. So the world didn't know how much of a fucking cunt she was, yeah. but, but now we know. Yeah. Right. But in a week, uh, in, but in this last span of two or three weeks though, I get it. You know, she gets lumped in, and now she will live forever as one of the greatest <laughs> memes of 2018. Uh, but in any event, uh, so, so yeah, okay. So, so with that one, all right. I, I, I won't, I won't say that racism was the only driver. Right. You know, I, I, I would lean to maybe it played a part, but I'm maybe. not, I'm not gonna, I'm not willing to say all the way on that one. Yeah, I'll give you maybe. I'll give you maybe. And so, but then you got uh, the the other situation with. Um, Oh my God, the Airbnb. There's no other way to see that one. Well, they said she was actually standing on the edge of her lawn with her hand on her hip and the phone in her other hand calling the police. I wouldn't wave to a bitch like that. I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. I could be doing something wrong. I'm not waving at her. You got to be kidding me. 
let's have some first world problems. Okay, so I live in California in a relatively nice-ish uh, suburban era, area. About three years back, um, uh, there was a, a robbery night. You know, my car got hit. Other people's cars got hit. Houses. You know, they, they, they had stuff thrown all over my lawn. Big problem. The, the neighborhood had never been hit. So what happened? Well, there was a, uh, uh, what do they call it, a homeowners association neighborhood watch. There was a neighborhood watch that was put together. And in the process of putting that together, I discovered that there are actually quite a few people who, you know, quite a few people who uh, actually uh, are nosy neighbors. And right. that sometimes you want nosy neighbors to keep people from stealing your things. Yep. So I get some of that, you know, when, you know, and some of the nosy neighbors, the older people, the retirees are talking about how they notice cars, not from the neighborhood and they sit and they stay. I get that part. Right. But for you to call the cops and then tell them that they didn't wave at you, that's why you called. Why wouldn't you just say what, you know, if, if it was really a neighborhood watch situation, you could say, these people were un. I, I didn't recognize these people, and I was concerned that these people were attempting to break into the to the house. Even that's kind of implausible because Airbnb. There's usually, I believe, there's there's keys that are involved, and right. there's a key, you know, a key lock and whatnot. But but that would have been, you know, that that would have made it, you know, plausibly not racist. Right. But even giving her the benefit of the doubt, she's just trying to be a good neighbor and keeping people from, you know, and, and trying to help her neighbors not get broken into. <sighs> she is just, that's not what it appears, ma'am. I, right. I think we need several seats. Because uh, she didn't say there were four people. She said there are three blacks. Right. And there's 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 story out here. I'm not sure if the, this came out or if they're going to release the tapes, but there is rumor that when she called the police, she said there are black people breaking into a house that had, that has been uh, redacted from all the interviews I've seen so far. They've been saying that they're not sure if that's real, so they can't print that as actually being the, the truth. But if that's the case, then that's clearly, clearly a sign of race intent. She used the word black as opposed to them saying, how can you give us a description? She's calling saying, hey, there are black people breaking in this house. My concern is, does she not know that her neighbor has is using their house as Airbnb? And if she does, sit down, for real, sit down. Like, you have how no idea who's coming, huh? How would you know? I don't think you, I think that you may not necessarily tell your neighbors that you're renting out your home because quite frankly, that would probably piss them off. Ah, good, good point. Okay. So here's, I'm that neighbor you're talking about. I look out my window and I see something, I'm going to call someone. Here's the difference between me and that retarded lady. Across the street, we had a house that was not lived in for probably three years. Someone came and bought it last year, started fixing it up. They put a lot of money into it. One day we're talking outside. He says, man, somebody uh, stole the uh, air conditioning unit from the back. I'm like, well, damn, man, I'll keep an eye out now even more than I was before. So the next time I saw a truck back there and I saw people with equipment on the ground, I don't know whether they're stealing equipment or whatever. It's easy to make that misconception, you know, from across the street. It's easy to not be able to determine what someone's intentions are at a house next door or down the street or across the street. So, of course, I have to make a phone call. But guess who I call? Not the police. I call the homeowner. 
hey, man, do you know that there are people in your yard right now? I wanted to let you know because they have equipment on the ground and I, I don't want anything else to get stolen. He says, oh, no, don't worry about it. That's my lawn guys. They're taking care of some lawn and they may move some equipment around because they have to make sure they do a good job. Cool. Done. Sealed. We're done with it. Well, yeah, that that would be one thing. Uh, two points. First point is none of my neighbors have my number and I'm going to keep it that damn way. Weird, weird. That's not weird. That's weird, what man. People, what do they, what they want to call me for? What do they want to talk about? What do, what do they want to talk about? Nothing, but what if something? Ha- what if one of them has a really, like something happens in the house and they're like, oh my God, people are not going to be able to get here in time. My sister lives across town or, you know, the police will take 50 minutes or whatever, but I have next door neighbor, King Kunta. I'm going to give him a call. Hey, could you please, my daughter just called me and said there's a problem at the house. Would you mind going over there and just and just making sure everything is okay? That sounds like a, a absolutely reasonable thing to do. I would want that for like my people in general more than I do. Say what no. now? You like people in general more than I do. I don't really uh, like people that much. For, 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 well, uh, for example, I live next to a, a, uh, a hill where there can be fires, and there often are fires. So last time we had a big fire, yeah, the neighbors came and knocked on the door. My wife told me and asked them to step out of the house because the fire looked like it might come down the hill. So, so – they know to come over and, and vice versa. I feel that we would likely do the same, except for my very direct adjacent neighbor. Fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck those guys. Yes, fuck them. But what if there's an emergency and you're, no, you're not home? Like, what if there's something going wrong at your house, you're not home? I would prefer that they at least, at the very least, have my number. They may not be willing to come knock on my door. That's fine. But at least give me a text or at least give me a call. Hey, there's some crazy shit happening at your house right now. I would prefer that because... That just that sets up so many the opportunity for so many things to go right, not go wrong. They're not going to call you to just check on you, see how you're doing, but maybe they will. I don't know. Who knows? They're call me to buy stupid shit from their kids. Yeah, so spend a couple of dollars on some Girl Scout cookies, man. It's not a couple of bucks, but anyway, I, we're getting away from the point. <laughs> All of what you're talking about is very rational, normal interactions that regular human beings would have. Well, that's what this bitch should have done. She should have called the fucking homeowner. Hey, do you know that there, there's, I would rather her tell her, the homeowner, hey, do you know any black people? Because they're just, they're, they're having to be three black people together going into your home. Do you know anything about that? She's like, oh yeah, that's my friends or whatever. She don't want to say it's Airbnb. She should have called the homeowner and not the police, obviously. But she called the police. She did. And Yale student. You know, there's there's are there are there are people in the dorms that are the uh, what do they call them the uh, RA. Yeah, she could have called the RA. She could call security. Yeah, called cops. She could have she could have called a number of people. She did she call security or the cops? Called cops. Okay, I thought she called campus security. Either way, uh, I don't remember. Campus cops is so, worse than regular cops. Same shit. So that's a story for another day. So then the cops. Um, Asked a rational a rational question. Hey, why are you here? She said, "Oh, I'm a graduate student. I was doing a term paper and I dozed off." They said, "Okay, can you prove that you're a graduate student?" She then went to her house and opened the door, or her uh, her dorm room or apartment or whatever, and opened the door to let them know that she was in fact the uh, person who lived there. They asked to, to see her ID. This is this is this is where it kind of gets a little stupid. Because they asked for her ID and something didn't match up on it, or the name was spelled differently, or something was off, and they had to go run a check to make sure. So they they took an extra fifteen minutes, even after she opened her own door and like, hey, this is where I live. Probably should have been dead there. They did even more work by making her prove it, and the ID didn't match up or something. So there's there's a couple of issues here. The very first one, obviously, is the person that that 
they called the, the police on, on this girl for sleeping, of all things. I mean, like, you'd have to be a, a, a really, really tough, rough nigga to hurt somebody while you're asleep. I mean, you, you have to be savage. You have to be a savage. Oh, it is, B. It's, it's, there was an expectation deficit. Exactly. I came down to, to the dorm, to the common area. I see someone that I don't recognize, and I see someone that I don't even, that I don't think belongs here, period. There you go. I don't believe that. I don't recognize thing. I don't believe that was part of it. It's someone that she didn't feel like deserved to be there or should be there with her. And now here's where it gets even stickier. No, I bet she knows who the bo- I bet she knows some black people that that are in that dorm. I bet she knows. But here, here's the part. Where, a lot of them. Here's the part where it gets stickier, and this is why you made the mistake of it being a guy, because this particular woman had already called the police on a black dude for the very same reason. She felt. Oh well, shit. Yes, this she called the police on another guy, and it was a guy this time, a black dude, and she felt like. She felt threatened because she didn't recognize him, something along those lines. And she called the camera security on him as well. So now this is the type of thing I'm talking about. When, when we're having our arguments about whether things are racial or not, the first thing is she called the police on someone who was asleep, which is ridiculous because you can kind of tell if somebody's a vagrant or not. I'm, I'm assuming that was her excuse. She's a vagrant or like, what? I don't know why I was sleeping with bother how, somebody. How deep can you, I mean, this is Yale. He can't get into deep, right. into Yale territory without going through lots of security. Right. Hell, I think the U.S. seen it. It's in the damn ghetto. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Facts, though. But she called the police on another person. So this right here is exactly what I'm talking about. There is no way this is not racial. She didn't call the police on another on, on any other race person. The last person was black. This person is black. Obviously, she has a problem with black people being able to go to school at Yale or go to school where she goes to school or something along those lines. So this type of thing right here is a type... To me, this is what needs to be eradicated. This, this woman who all she got was admonished. That's what the school said. The school said that uh, the Yale police... Or the who, whether it was the the campus police or the police from that city, did their job correctly, and um, they admi- they admonished the student who made the call. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what admonished what that means. means either. I don't I don't know what they mean by admonished though, because I I think it should be considering this the second time. I think it should be something stiffer than admonished. We don't know necessarily what that means. Um... So I don't I don't know if they say admonish, you know, it could mean, hey, stop that. Or it could mean right. something in their file, perhaps. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree that that one is is more clear cut. That one's more clear is more clear cut than the Airbnb. So how, what do you do? What do you do to that, that young lady? What do you think? Like, I can't I mean, I know that people say this and it's, this is like now been said way too much. I can't believe in 2018. We still have people that act like this at an institution like Yale, where you would think people are a little bit more cultured and a little bit, you know what I'm saying, like high, higher Why level thinkers. Why do you think that? I, it's an assumption, of course, but you would, you, I would assume, I would hope that somebody who can get into Yale has a little bit more, um, I don't know, class? Is that the right word? A little bit more class. I was racially profiled by a campus cop at a school well-known liberal school in the Bay Area. That's a cop, though. Cops are dumb. Come on, man. A cop- campus cop who didn't even know that I was a grad student and the name of the building that or my grad school was. That's a cop, though. Like, I'm telling you, like, you know how, you know what the qualifications are to be a campus cop? Come on. I'm not, and I'm not shitting on cops, but they're not the same as the people who go to the school. 
intellectually is what I'm saying. They can be from anywhere. There may be some very intellectual cops. where the law school is. He should know where the law school was, and he didn't. Yeah. So that's pretty, uh, that's hard to do. That would be part of his beat as a campus cop. I had to file a uh, complaint, and I did. And I was told that, you know, I was stunned because I thought I was in a school up north where right. the reputation for being very uh, free, if you would. And so, you know, my understanding is that on the East Coast, and that was my experience when I lived on the East Coast for a bit, is that, you know, racism is just different. It's right. not non-existent. It's different. So the fact that she was at Yale, I mean, if you, if you think back about four or five years, remember the uh, professor, Skip, uh, Henry Skip uh, uh, Gates? At Harvard? I do. I remember the name um, vaguely. Well, he's a well-known professor who speaks on Afrocentric issues. Right. And uh, he was arrested at his own home. On his porch, right? Because the campus cop didn't believe that that was his home. Right. Yeah, I remember that. This is Harvard. So this is Harvard, Yale, and like I said, a very liberal school in Northern California. You know, no, you're not. We're not insulated from this, which goes back to (laughs) the real deep rooted problem here is liberals i'm not i'm just playing king kunta don't get mad let's not have that argument right now the, the, the real problem is why in 2018 are people so uncomfortable to see us in certain places right why not because it's not it's, it's gotten from beyond doing something it's just seeing us we're some ways some place where you don't expect us to be why why does that threaten you? Yeah. Why? What are you trying to accomplish? I mean, this is kind of like, uh, you know, in a sense, you, you know, desegregation and old Jim Crow uh, laws were to keep uh, Jim Crow was to keep black people in, in, in a particular place. Right. Desegregation was to allow uh, black people to be able, you know, freedom of movement and whatnot. And but what are we doing now? Twenty eighteen. What is fueling this? Is it the political climate in America? I don't know. Is it the Make America Great Again folk? Uh, has you know everybody now feels okay to say whatever they want to say and express whatever they want to express? And you know, is that what it is? You know, I don't know. Is is this even happening at a higher clip than it was before? Or there's just you know it's just easier to you know upload this stuff to Instagram. Twitter, etc. That's what I, I don't believe. Know. I believe that. I believe that this has been happening the entire time. It's just it goes um, unknown because it, there wasn't the technology to support it yet, you know. And um, I don't. I, I I like to believe that I can look at a white person and tell the difference between a white person who would be quote unquote a hoodlum and a white person who has business about themselves. Would you, would you, don't you feel like you kind of have the ability to discern that? Just because you and I do one, it's based on survival. I don't care how you grew up. I do know in this country, you're a black man. One, it's based on survival. Right. Uh, two, you know, obviously they're, they're, you know, dress how you want to be addressed. That works for most people. Right. But not, but see, but here it doesn't though. These are, these are situations where it didn't work. Color it doesn't. That's the problem. How did this happen? Okay. So then is world start part, partly to blame Are our rap videos partly to blame or what we glorify partly to blame. You know, I just want to take time out right here to say 
Go, boy. I was thinking about that transition right there, too. You mean we're on the same page. <laughs> Ironically, all those people that are calling the cops on people of color seem to be adults, um, middle-aged and higher, uh, with the exception of the college students. But They were graduate we students, at, though. Say, they, were old, they were older college students. They were both graduate students, so they weren't like teeny boppers. Oh, I didn't know the other was a graduate student. I, I actually thought that she was in... This, not all grad schools have graduate dorms. Right. Dorms, you know, can, can be a mixture of, of, of undergrad and, and grad. But, but back to what I was going to say, so... You've got, let's say, you know, let's go, you know, 20 and up. 20 and up, entrenched, don't like seeing people of color where you don't expect them to be. 20 and under, 19s, we've got all the little rappers, the little Zans, the little pumps. And then we've got the the celebrities, the little Tays, <laughs> the, what's their name? Whoa, Vicky, Bad Baby. You got these people that have decided that whatever whatever they believe the caricature the coonery of what it of what they think it means to be black based on what society tells them that means particularly the music nowadays they are are adopting this culture they're they're talking with with the uh, I don't like to use the word bonics they're talking like Iggy Azalea rap so using this vernacular <laughs> They're dropping the N-word all the time, and they're even taking pictures with guns. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen the Woe Vicky situation with Snoop Dogg. That was funny as hell. I am still laughing at that. I, I just, it's just, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like when keeping it real goes wrong. This is like when keeping it fake goes wrong. Right. Just a little taste. So you got, for those who don't know, you got Woe Vicky. She talks like... Her teeth are too big for her mouth. And I don't know what ghetto is. That's kind of a lie. But let's just say I didn't know what ghetto is, but she talks pretty ghetto. So uh, she, she with her partner, made these videos. And the upshot was, fuck Snoop Dogg. He's not anything. He's just, he's, you know, he, he's, you know, forget him. And all everybody kind of rides bitches, him. All kind they of were bitches and hoes. all red. <laughs> as if they're bloods. Right. You know, I'm in my, I'm in your city, pull up, all this stuff. Right. And, and, and a whoa, Vicky's got an AK-47 pause. Um, when I see stuff like this, is it wrong if I silently root for the gun to go off? Yes. <sighs> yes, it's wrong. Here's the, here's, here's, here, though, man. here's, here's the fucked up part about whoa, Vicky and the um, little Tay chick. If you oh, look, wait, 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 let me, let me complete it first. I'm sorry, so go ahead. Stuff about you know fuck Snoop, you know, and they're all wearing red. And, and for those out there, know that Snoop is a lifelong crip, which is blue, uh, for those keeping score. And uh, and so they're saying all this stuff. Twenty four hours later, they're apologizing as if they are reading from a teleprompter. And on the other side of that teleprompter, someone's got a gun on them. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like it's like what I thought was going to happen. When Daz uh, put a put a uh, a crip uh, alert on Kanye, it, but Kanye can afford security, I guess. So there's right. that. And then the same thing goes for Little Tay. For those that don't know Little Tay, I thought she was white. Wrong. She's not white. Did you know that? I knew she was Asian. I didn't know she was Asian. But Little Tay is is doing a similar thing as Whoa Vicky. She's uh 
she's 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 just saying what she thinks she sees in videos and she's you know trying to stun on people and she's got all this money and she's nine and she's in all these cars and all this cash well come to find out none of that's hers her mom was a real estate agent and what she was allowing little tay to do is to take pictures at clients homes on clients cars and clients things which is a big no-no right mom got fired so was it today? Must have been today. Today, little Tay was on the gram crying because she's just trying to live her best life. She's trying to accomplish <laughs> some things, and we won't let her. We won't let her be great. <laughs> so basically, you got these people who are attempting to appropriate what they think the black experience is, and... It's one thing to call somebody. I mean, it, it, they're going so far as if they're turning into coons themselves. Right. That's what I don't understand. You got, you know, little Zan. His name is Diego. Uh, it says Tupac makes boring music. Okay. Uh, little Zan should take a handful of Xanax and and walk off a very short, take a long walk off a short pier, if you ask me. Wow. And you've got a Takashi Tekelet 6 Niner. I don't know. Uh, he's, I think, a white kid, maybe. And at one point, he really was into all blue. But that didn't work out. So now he's really into all red, and he likes to pretend he's a blood. And and that, you know, and I don't believe he has any actual gang affiliation. He's from, uh, he's a white kid from New York. So you get you get all this this these weird uh, cultural appropriations going on, where if they were black. Like say uh, little Yachty or some of those other people or uh, you know, Extension Corps, whatever his name is, you would call them. Extension you know, court. you know, you're you're a coon. You're making a monkey out of yourself. You're embarrassing me. But the white kids are doing it. So on the one end, you got white adults having a problem whenever they see black people just living life, living an okay life, not even a, their best life. And on the other hand, you got the children, the white children who are who who think. You know, it, there's nothing greater than being someone that's on drugs and doesn't care and living hard and living street and got guns and selling drugs and got cases. So you got these, this, these two very opposite polar ends of what the majority thinks about black people and black culture in America. Right. Can I, can I just go on record and say that this is entirely our fault? I mean entirely our fault. The music industry is not our fault. I no, don't no, 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 no. I'm talking about what we choose to allow to be glorified. This is exactly the argument I had against Cardi B that everybody got mad at me about when I was saying I don't want her to be the one because there are people who really believe that that is who black people are. And it's not dangerous. She's just she's just trying to live her life. And she's just, you know, she's, she's, real, she's the realest one. She's just trying to, you know, do better. And I'm saying that I don't want her to be the one because this is exactly the result of that. Little, little Tay... And uh, whoa, Vicky, whoa, Vicky are are surrounded that, in their yeah. videos by black people. There are black people saying, "Hey, we co-signed this." In that Snoop video, there were two black dudes on each side of her saying the same thing: "We'll pull up on you, Snoop. We'll we'll ride on." Like what? You're allowing this white girl to do this, but not only are you allowing her to do it, you're doing it too. So not only are you co-signing it, but you're actually participating in it. The little Tay girl, there are black people all around her letting her do what she's, the one I saw where she was out in a group of people, there were black people all around her and they weren't saying anything. They were laughing and, 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 and cheering it on. 
when you then when you get to the rappers, you said that the Lil Zan's name is Diego. That doesn't sound like a white name. I know for a fact Takashi and Lil Pump are both Hispanic. So now are they? We, I didn't know that. So so now we have another problem though, because this is something I, I witnessed in the military, and it was California people that I first heard it from. There was a Filipino dude. I don't remember his name. He was Filipino though, and he said "nigga" in front of me, and I looked at him like, "You got to be kidding me! Like you have to be crazy right now." And what his response to me was, we all say that in Cali. Those are my niggas. All my, my Filipino homeboys are my niggas. So I actually, instead of punching him in his face, I walked him down to our, our birthing lounge, whereas, which is where we sleep. We have a lounge in the birthing. And I, I went around the room and asked all the California people, hey, this guy says that in California, Filipinos can say nigga. I, from Atlanta, I had never heard no shit like that. Ever, never, ever, never. But I'm in the military. We happened to be in the Persian Gulf at the time. So it wasn't like we could just, you know, make a phone call and go out and talk to some people. I had to use what I, my resources. The people in the, in the lounge told me, oh, in Cali, Filipinos say nigga. I was like, well, damn. I, I, I can't punch you in your face now because there are black people here telling me that they've witnessed other Filipino people saying nigga. Those are my niggas. What, that's cool. It's, it's how you, they, they explain to me it's how you say it. So if they say it's like my niggas, that's not the same as calling somebody a nigga. I'm like, hey, whatever, man. I had never heard any shit like that. That must be a Cali thing. I'm not from Cali. I let it ride. I let it slide, whatever. Everybody behind me who was not from Cali was looking at me like, well, damn, I, I don't know what to do either. Like we were all perplexed. Fast forward 20 years, you got these rappers, and you're saying culturally appropriating. That's that's cool. Now, I'm not sure about the rappers because all those guys are Hispanics, and there's a, there's a weird line that's going on right now about whether or not Hispanics are part of black culture or not, depending on which Hispanic they are. But Lil Tay and, and Wo Vicky. Fat Joe, yes. Menudo, no. <laughs> so look, yeah, Wo Vicky and Lil Tay are absolutely not black. Not in bad not, baby. Not bad baby. Not even not even a, a little bit. But you're saying that they're cooning their their own coon, but they have to get this from somewhere, Kunta. They have to get it from somewhere. And you know where they get it from? They get it from us. We co-sign the shit. We watch millions of times we watch a world star hip hop videos. We glorify being niggas sometimes. And it's not a wonder to me why those young people and those older people calling the police on us do it. We're giving them the ammunition, and then we're not checking them when they do when when they do things like hold up a gun and tell Snoop Dogg he needs to pull up on. Like those dudes should have told her to shut the fuck up. What is your what are you doing at all in this video? First of all, second of all, why are you allowing this white girl to ruin herself because she's about to get ruined? Like you said, well, the teleprompter. I think you're half right about this. One, that the part you're right about is, yes, absolutely, we as a people need to stop glorifying um, caricatures of ourselves and the destruction of our youth and uh, embracing, uh, making co-signing, embracing terrible habits that are essentially uh, suicidal, homicidal, and genocidal. That's furthering along, you know, programs of Willie Lynchism and and Jim Crow designed to keep us uh, under control. Right, right. But the second part, portion that, you know, and you've said this, is that if you don't sell records in the middle of America, then you're nobody. True. So there's a lot of people in the middle of America who are not, you know, whatever the hell Cardi B is, right. who, right. Are, who are, are liking and buying and pushing this stuff, which got back to my original thing about the music industry. 
it seems that you know hip hop itself was co-opted and changed a long time ago and the images we have now i mean did you uh, the other day in the slack room I, I think i posted a picture of it it's a uh, little uzi vert and uh and uh young thug young thug they are dressed like women yeah yep so whose agenda is being pushed i don't know i do I know whose agenda is being pushed. Not, that's not a black agenda. It's not because, you know, rightly or wrongly, you know, that's not what I want to say. For better or for worse, no, it's wrong. <laughs> African Americans are still very homophobic. Yes. And yeah. so, so we're not pushing that. So why are all these rappers that are coming up now seem to be um, effeminate? We are pushing it. Not us, not me and you, because we're too old to do that now. But the young people are pushing that. So if a white person were to say, you know, black people are really gay these days, they wouldn't be wrong. It's what they see everywhere. It's our fault. Well, wait, wait, wait. If we're not pushing it, how is it our fault? Well, not mine and yours, but black people as a whole, young people who are black are pushing that. They're like, oh, you can dress any way you want to. You can feel any way you want to. It's that whole... That whole eh, Everybody can be anybody. Willow and Jaden Smith. I don't. I don't know, man. I just know that. Oh, you don't remember that that Jaden Smith was wearing dresses. Oh, he was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. For Louis Vuitton, uh, what was it, Louis Vuitton or somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He he was actually endorsing. He was a a, a model yeah. for them. It was a dress, and then you know Willow. She's she has appeared to be gender neutral, but she has never really you know gone as far as Jaden. But Kalani, but still, Kalani came out said she's. That's what? not real. You know that's not real. Uh, Janelle Monet came out and said she's pansexual. She's just a lesbian. <laughs> Anywho, but I'm uh, saying but, they're but, vouching for this shit. But when you, when you, which, this is the destruction of a community, though. This is the destruction of of our youth. Did you uh, hear that uh, the revelation from I guess uh, uh, Willow and uh, uh, Jada and their mom? They have a show. Uh, uh, for on Facebook's uh, Red Table I've, conversation or something. I vaguely heard. Anyway, about it. it's, it's, yeah, it's the three of them, and so Willow, who we all know that the Smith kids were allowed to do whatever, whenever, live with no rules, and do whatever they wanted to do. Well, come to find out that Willow, with her hit song "I Whip My Hair Back and Forth," that put her over the edge, and she started cutting herself. Ooh. Did you did you hear that part? I didn't. Wow. Yeah. So and and when she 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 discloses this, she reveals that that to to Jada and her and her grandmother for the first time live. Wow. I think you know they are they are actresses. So I think that she cut herself and she even showed her the scar, one of the scars that was still there. So all this you know lack of of structure. I'm gonna even say a lack of morality, a lack of, of 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 roles, a lack of 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 community building that we've allowed as a people to infiltrate, you know, to infiltrate our own our own homes for maybe not you or me, but our own homes. You know, this is furthering the goal, which was the subjugation of of black folk. We we are now. You got you know these mental issues that are not being diagnosed. 
you, we got people that are cutting, got people don't know if they should be men, women or whatever. They don't know. Right. You know, right. people don't, you know, people don't, you know, know what morals they have, what's good, what's bad. You know, you got, you know, this is the destruction of a civilization. And it's also an American problem in general. This is the, this is a, a an American problem for the majority is that when you want to, we're eating ourselves, we're running out of things, we're too over the top, we're too opulent, we don't know anymore. Right. We're a, and, and, and that, you know, as all things, in my opinion, that happens is being magnified and a petri dish is, is seen on the black community first because, you know, in my opinion, you know, that, how we first started the conversation about why are you here? I don't expect you to be here, but you don't belong here. That is ingrained, and uh, and 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 that is being continued. And our youth—they're not speaking up about stuff. They're not making socially conscious comments for the most part. Uh, you know, J. Cole is supposed to be the socially conscious rapper, and Kendrick Lamar. Well, nobody else is really making music like that. Everybody else is just—I'm uh, not a J. Cole fan. I'm not one of those J. Cole people. But that song was a 1989 That is actually very accurate. What's going on with our youth? They are—they have no concern about how they're being portrayed, anyone that's watching them or their future. And that is a dangerous situation. That is not how a nation grows. That's not, it just isn't. That's why, that's why I'm saying that all those, the reason why I was so upset about Cardi or whatever was the very same reason that you're talking about right now. I think that we have to take that kind of stuff more seriously. I, I, it's totally, I feel like it's entirely our fault. Yes, there is someone on the other side that's pushing a button and marketing it to make it go further. But what I'm saying is, is we don't have a stranglehold on our own identity. And that's totally our fault in inception. If there's nobody on TV or on stage doing or saying or being that way, then they can't market it. Somebody's taking the bait. So it's up to us to call that kind of stuff out. To me, that's what we need to be calling out. All this, all these, these, these cry wolf things where we're, that we're doing need to, need to slow down or stop. We need to start looking at what we can fix. We can't fix people seeing us crazy when there are people on TV acting crazy. We got to fix the crazy. Okay. So that, you know, I agree with you, but you know, I know let's, let's try to tie up. Uh, the first issue was, what can we do as a people, black people, what can we do and people of color for white people who are, who seem to be calling the authorities at, at an alarming rate whenever they see people of color engaged in lawful activity? I don't know that anything can be done other than what exactly has happened, which is each time this happens, it's, it's aired out and brought to light. I mean, Starbucks situation Starbucks really didn't have to do what it did. So, but it, but they did. So that's going to be a precedent for the next time this happens for a company that likes to think of itself as, as wanting everyone's money and not just some people's money. So we have to continue to, to, to bring to people's attention whenever someone does something that's, that doesn't seem, that seems motivated by an improper reason i.e. race racial or prejudice or bias of some type right the only thing to do with that 
with regard to the other thing we talked about, which is the youth and how they seem to be going down the wrong direction uh, with regard to they don't know who they are, what they want to be. Um, the images are portraying are, are not are very destructive. Uh, drug use is now the thing to do nonstop. Um, that starts at home when you, and I commend you for this because, um, you know, what I've seen out of at least one child of yours is that she's an independent thinker. Notice I didn't say free thinker because that's now a buzzword for something I don't agree with. She's an independent thinker and it's good to teach your kids to be independent thinkers, but it's also good to give them, in my opinion, a, a solid moral foundation. And when you have that solid foundation, they'll be able to make, you know, decisions from a better vantage point and hopefully decisions that, you know, can allow them to continue to move forward. Because right now, what I see with the youth is, is I just, you know, I never thought I'd get to this position where I'd be the old guy, but they can't continue this way. They, they really, they really can't. Um, when I grew up, the, uh, the rappers were the drug dealers, and now the rappers are the drug users. And, and, you know, I'm guilty of supporting it. I listen to an unreasonable amount of future, and I don't know why. As <laughs> soon as we get this podcast, you know, as soon as we conclude here, you know, I'm going to go into my bedroom and say, Alexa, play future. Wow. But, but, but you know, we are not supporting that, but we're no longer the target audience. And so our children have to be taught, you know, a strong moral foundation and to be taught to think for themselves. And, uh, and that that's the best we can do. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, they've got to make their own decision on what type of world they want to make. How do they want to make their own world? A lot of these, you know, little Zans to uh, extension cords, Takashi six, eight, niner, got all these tattoos all over their face. I mean, is that, what is that going to be like in in is that in twenty years? Even Kalani, Kalani's got a lot of tattoos. She got some face tattoos too. What is that going to be like? And also this whole pansexual thing, you know, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't. MC Light just found a man two years ago. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? And 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 King Latifah. I mean, you know, she's she's just got a friend. She's been at her. She's you know, she has a nice. She has a friend. <laughs> I would say that my solution is we have to make sure that we are still providing examples on the other side. I've always felt like you should need to lead by example. So you were mentioned my daughter. I didn't even try to. I didn't try to build an independent thinker. I tried to build a leader. And she's an independent thinker as a result of that. So we need to have more It's hard to do these days, man. I know. I know. But we have to make the attempt. They don't like being leaders. They like being followers. We have to make the attempt, man. And I think that there need to be as many voices as possible out here. If that means, you you know, start a podcast or whatever, do, do something. We have to be more strict about who we're putting in our movies. We have to be more strict about how we're showing ourselves in our videos. It matters. It all matters. 
I'm sorry, but I don't still don't want Cardi B to be the representative of us. I don't care that she makes money. I don't care that she's not the most well-spoken English speaker, but she can't be the one. Make your money, black black girl, but you can't be the one. And we need to make sure we're saying that. That's all I got. I'm not sure we wound up. Both you and I, at the end of the day, kind of sounded like uh, two older dudes uh, hoping that the youth get their stuff together. Uh, which actually, unfortunately, is where it is. You know, you got kids, I've got kids. You know, we've done our best and are doing our best to raise them. But, you know, Trump happened on our watch, not theirs. And so they're going to have to deal with making the world they want. And as far as 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 white people keep calling the cops on us, hey, we're just going to have to keep shaming the devil, as they say. But, uh, you know, this is... Uh, this conversation is probably going to pick up again because I don't think that white people are going to stop calling the cops on lawful behavior. And I think that, you know, uh, young thugs not going to stop wearing dresses and little pumps not going to stop using the N word. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of black on both sides, where you get two perspectives on a topic, both from the black perspective, but just a different perspective. Make sure you send us some feedback and let us know how we did and tell us any topics that you may want us to discuss. Absolutely. Thanks for giving us your time. See you in the slack.